Hello, I'm Derek Weekly, and welcome to episode 47 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to uh, Nicola uh, Glynn for last week's episode. Um, it was really interesting. Um, I know it helped a lot of people, a lot of mothers as well, who uh, maybe didn't quite know what the, all the anxiety was during pregnancy. Certainly something I didn't know about the perinatal uh, mental health, things like that. It's um, a lot of interest and something we hadn't covered before. So really appreciate her coming on. Uh, we'll be doing the Instagram live series, just popping them up every now and again, just a bit of crack over the winter, just, you know, keep the spirits up, I suppose. Um, appreciate all the shares for the podcast as usual. It's very nice you to do, and it gets it out there with Facebook not really helping me out too much. Um, we're doing a Sunday live. You know what I do on that. I don't have to go over that every time. Subscribe to our YouTube if you will, and you know where to find us everywhere else. Listen, we'll get into it. Um, I'd like to introduce uh, my next guest, who is a wrestler, and he's uh, one of the hosts of the Human Z Jiu-Jitsu podcast, and his name is Con Fenley. How are you doing, Con? How's it going? Good. Uh, glad to be on here. Big honor thanks, for me. Thanks very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for reaching out on that. It's, it's, great to, uh, it's great to not have to go hunting for people, you know? Yeah, no, well, on our podcast, we kind of, uh, I know a lot of the weekly, weekly is about, uh, about mental health big advocate for mental health and uh, so am I like you know we, we'll cover how when we're kind of going on and on as, as you said earlier on before we actually went on camera but um or start recording but uh yeah no I'm a big advocate for mental health and every Sunday we do a weekly check-in well I've been kind of forget to do it recently but I've been kind of doing it during the week anyways uh either way or people kind of just you know kind of trying to get people to kind of even reach out a little bit just to be like how how's everybody doing and um yeah no we like it, it, it's it's hugely important, like you know. So yeah, and, um, no, it's got to reach out anyways, and here we are. Yeah, I think. Uh, look, the thing about it, I say it so many times, and I'm sure you've said it yourself. It's the more voices involved, the better it is for everyone. You know, more comfortable than people to reach out, like you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. I've had people reach out to me, just being like, "How how's it going?" Just like asking me how it's going, and even that's like you know a step in the right direction to be like, you know, it's like even if even if you're not saying I don't feel great, you're still starting it as. Um, how are you? And then that'll bounce off them to mm. back to yourself again. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Or inadvertently helping yourself. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, abs- no, absolutely. I agree 100%. So uh, could you give us a bit of a short history of your upbringing, please, Con? My upbringing? My upbringing was kind of rough. It was rough for me anyways. Um, now that being said, when you hear it, you're kind of, you're kind of going to be like, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. But um, it is kind of one of those specific situations where it's kind of like, it's actually kind of, when you hear kind of on just general outlo- outlines of it, it sounds like it's all right. But when you're me, it's completely different. And we'll cover that later on. Um, but basically, I was born in Thailand. And we've actually covered this on the podcast as well. But that's that's a different thing. Um, this is a, this is more kind of mental health based. So, you, so it'll be a bit heavier. Um, but basically, I was born in Thailand. Um, uh, in Chiang Mai. I don't know. See, that, that's some t- I shouldn't. I should know. Um <laughs> Well, basically, I was abandoned in a hospital at like you know one one day old, um, on the twenty seventh of the first uh, ninety nine. So like you know on the thirtieth, basically, my mother basically abandoned me at a hospital. Um, I ended up staying in a hospital for six months, and then I moved to an adoption home for a year. So then I stayed there for a year, basically. An adoption home is it's not an orphanage; it's complete, it's kind of different. Um, an adoption home could have hundreds and hundreds of kids, like you know being being taken care of by like you know only a, only a handful of like almost like kind of like teachers slash parents slash caregivers and stuff and uh it's kind of divided up by age um depending on how long 
how long they've been there. And like, you know, that's adoption homes are something completely different, like you know, over in Thailand. And over in Asia, um, you don't it's kinda of like if you don't get adopted by like a certain age, you end up going out to a monk's monastery and ended up like, you know, being a monk. And um, you know, that's not so bad in terms of, you know, you get to kind of be in touch with your religion, which is Buddhism over there, and you know, that's that's a whole different story. Uh but anyways, I was adopted at one and a half um, by my current parents now, um, hence my parents, I just called my man and dad. Um or the old, the old lads. Actually my dad's birthday there on Monday. Oh nice. You know, that, now that I mentioned it, yeah, he's sixty, so he's he's pretty up there. But I'm twenty one as well, so everybody kinda kinda makes sense when you think about it that way. Yeah, but, yeah. Um but yeah, no, I ended up moving from Thailand to here to Tullamore Offley, where I currently reside because I am broke and I can't move out. Um but yeah, no, and it's been kinda like it's been kinda like, you know, between everything like you know we covered this during, during the podcast but over like throughout my whole life it's kind of been like you know you're completely different from everybody else but you're also the same as everybody else at the same time because a lot of my friends are very good for this like i like i don't actually i don't thank them enough for this like when i was younger um i was included in a lot of stuff Um now when i've gotten older it's kind of like you know you kind of get le- included less because you know, everybody has their own shit going on um but like when i was younger it would have been kind of like you know it, you wouldn't even think that you're adopted it's kind of like you know you're just one of the lads or one of the class or classmates, like, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no. And then basically all the way up, and I dropped out of school at around 16 or 17 because it just wasn't my thing. Um, I'd gone through a massive breakup at that stage. And it was kind of like, look, I don't actually like school. And then actually it turns out somebody in my classroom had actually shifted my ex, like, literally a couple of days after. We, uh, yeah, literally a couple of days after we'd broken up. So I was like, right, I'm, I'm really going to kick the shit out of you and I'm literally going to murder you. Or, like, I'm just going to drop out. So I dropped out anyways. And then... Uh, at that actually at that stage as well, I just recently found out that I didn't make it on the Leinster team because I was working on, I was on the Midlands uh, development squad for for rugby. Oh, and uh, yeah, I didn't make the Leinster team obviously, <laughs> um, but uh, but that kind of tied into it as well, where it's kind of like, oh fuck this, like you know, no, it's not worth it. Like, yeah. and just in my eyes, it just wasn't worth it. Um, uh, now looking back on it, it's a different story, but like, um, but then, but back then, like you know, you only you only know what you know in the moment, like. Um, so I kind of just dropped out of school and then rugby wasn't really my thing anymore because that, that was a bit of a disappointment and then I uh, got on to jiu-jitsu because some of my friends from school had actually do, done jiu-jitsu and stuff and grappling and I was kind of like you know, bored I'm not doing anything else but staying at home like you know literally wasting my whole off um, so like I just joined and then I ended up being kind of okay and then uh, three weeks in I did my first competition which is a stupid idea never do that um, it's not enough time to prepare like it's just it just isn't and then uh, then I think two weeks after that, I won my first competition and then I kind of ended up sticking out because it's kind of like oh I won a competition just five or six weeks in like maybe less than two months in and in rugby I've been I've been doing it for like 12 years at that stage and I'd only won like you know most important player or something like that and, you know you don't, you don't really get much medals and stuff yeah. in rugby because it was very team based um, but you know which is what I loved about it but when you went to, when you went to the grappling, it was kind of more like oh, I'm doing this for me, but just the side benefits of, of like you know being with your team there, but you're you're kind of like you know you're kind of competing on your own and stuff. It's uh, yeah. it's completely different. So kind of that kind of changed my whole head kind of perspective. Uh, really, like you know it's um and it's brought me along so far. Like if I if I didn't um like if I didn't like you know join grappling and I'd probably be dead and that's not and every time like oh I should probably be dead but like you know this is literally legit I'd probably be mm. probably 
because I've I've done the self harm and I've done the whole suicide and everything else. Like you know, it's um, suicide attempts and everything, which didn't work because I'm still here um, talking on this podcast. But uh, thankfully, yeah, I've, I've done I've done it all basically, and it's uh, no, it's like grappling to save my life, and then like you know, then the wrestling kind of came into it, which yeah. was kind of like rugby. So it was kind of like you get because I was I had one of the best tackle rates in rugby as well. Um, which is why I kind of, which is probably one of the reasons why I got into Midlands. But um, yeah, it kind of wrestling kind of synced up with rugby, but it's also grappling. So you can, so that's kind of where I started, you know, kind of training yeah. into wrestling more so than grappling. Then, you know, the, the whole Irish team, I ended up competing in the Irish Open a couple of times, um, then Dublin Open, then I got onto the Irish team somehow, and then went up to England to compete in England with bronze. And that was, you know, I've been kind of living off that ever since March. Yeah. And I can't wait to get back now. I've got the Europeans in January. So, well, qualifiers, I think. So. Well, let me, like, so let me dig into that a bit then, right? So when did you, um, this is always the second question, right? So, so like, when did you uh, first become aware of, of mental health? And that that's in general rather than maybe even your own, you know? Yeah. Um, see, there's a funny thing as well. Uh, it was around when I was about second or third year or something like that. Uh, we had, no, sorry, it was in TY. Um, now, obviously, you kind of think about, you kind of think about, oh, my head's in fucking bits, or like I'm pissed off all the time. But whenever you kind of, whenever there's actually a talk about stuff, then you kind of, it kind of all clicks, and that's what mental health is, and that's why you're kind of not not going the same. But that's kind of what will be um, kind of classified as becoming aware of your own mental health mm-hmm. and other people's mental health and how everything else uh, can affect it, or how yours affects somebody else's mental health, etc. Um, but we had, a, have you heard of SOAR? No. S-O-A-R. No, SOAR is like, um, it's like, a, it's, it's, it's kind of like an, a foundation, but it's like uh, when they came to our school to do a talk on mental health, it's just kind of like, you know, checking in with your friends and stuff. Um, it was this huge thing on like, you know, everyone's saying like, oh, because um, the year before us did it and that was their first year, this was their second year doing it to talk to TYs. So they came anyways, and everyone was kind of expected to start crying and start like you know it's kind of like oh it's really heavy it's full of emotions and we did like we didn't get this at all like so half was it like true, um yeah like it's it's kind of funny that way but um no it ended up being like they ended up doing this big talk on mental health and they ended up going through something called the hero's journey which is like a big giant U if you look at it I'm sure you probably know about it um where it's like you start at the top and then. You know, as life goes on, like, you know, you might start going up and then you know, something bad happens. So then you start going down. Mm. And then as you move on, as you move on, you start getting, you get better at dealing with kind of things and learn how to um, kind of adapt to situations or just adapt to feeling different emotions, essentially. And then you start rising again. So then it ends up being kind of like a new. And that's how, that's where the whole hero's journey kind of comes in. And um, yeah, no, what they talked about, they actually showed a video, which is a great, like, hopefully this doesn't get copyrighted now, but they showed a video of a YouTube music video um, by Rudimental. Mm. Uh, it's called uh, Not Giving In, I think. Not 100% sure. Basically, somebody, there's a there's a, a guy who loves BMX, like, you know, BMX is his life, and he's got loads of friends in, let's say, LA or some city in America. And uh, basically, what happens is he gets thrown over by a car, and he um, and uh, he he loses his legs, or he loses one of his legs. Sorry, and uh, kind of the story goes on about the music video. It's kind of like a an underlying kind of 
mental toughness rather than mm. like you know raising awareness but then breaking it down raise, raises the awareness of it yeah um, it's kind of like the genius is what they did and i was kind of like whoa um but like yeah it was kind of one of those things but like basically throughout the whole video it's kind of like what happened at the start it's like oh he um got hit by a car like what happened when he got hit by the car he lost his leg and then it's like did he give up no he kept fighting he got his prosthetic and he did his physiotherapy and you know he kept trying to get back on to get back on his mm. bike basically and um you know one i won like a guy with a prosthetic leg on a bmx doing stunts doing whatever the fuck he was doing and uh, that's actually based on a true story and i say that a lot yeah. but that is actually something that's based on a true story um and your man is acting that is actually it's actually based on him i think oh right um, if i'm not mistaken yeah so that's kind of like breaking that whole kind of sequence down it's kind of like it's kind of like what we're doing now where you kind of how where does your mental health come into it and where does your mental toughness come into it and how does that affect you as a person or how did that affect him as a person yeah moving on from that bad thing that happened in his life which again hero's journey so you know he's doing this he's doing great there's his life gets hit by a car loses his leg all the way down and then that might be his lowest point so then he starts rising again um, yeah it's a great idea it- it's a great, like, I, I talk a bit about this as well, because obviously you're n- not too long out of school, like four years or whatever it is. I think yeah. I, I've I've asked a lot of people about this, and even our last guest, I talked a bit about what they're doing for the, you know, people in school, kids in school, to, to, to learn about where their mind could go and where it could take them, and also about, like, where they can kind of reestablish some footing if they do kind of go off, uh, you know, yeah. a ledge or whatever. So I think that's really, that's hugely important. So... What I want to, I suppose, dig down into then is, so you, you talked, so what, what age were you when you joined SPG then? Uh, oh, God, I don't remember. I think I might have been 18. Right, so. No, sorry, 17. I just, I turned, I joined in like October of when I was 17, then I turned 18, like four months later. So like. Yeah, so. Yeah, I said to 17. <laughs> so you're like, so you're three years out, right? So a bit over three years out, I would say, yeah. Three or four years out, yeah. So. Like how important, and, he, and I, you know, you talked about it a bit already, and I talk about it all the time with regards to fusion here in, in Athlone. Like, mm-hmm. how important has it been for your uh, mental health? Um, yeah, no, it's something that's like kind of it's it's a bit kind of hard to understand once you do it, or once you kind of do that kind of thing where you can actually physically express your emotions. Like some people physically express their emotions, um, and kind of get rid of their mental health, or just kind of clear their head essentially via like let's say painting or let's say they go um they go hunting maybe hunting's not one of them maybe that's just kind of well it could be one of them yeah. kind of just being on their own and players kind of like you know focused on one thing rather than just like oh shit i've got this to do with and then work and then i've got my mom to deal with as well because she's sick or whatever like you know there's always these kind of things but like but like um with jiu-jitsu it is and grappling it is kind of even kickboxing it is kind of one of those kind of things where um you don't have time to think about it. Well, actually you do, but it's not one of those things where you want to think about anything else or nothing mm. else kind of infringing on your ability to just kind of turn off. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, it's funny because like the way it's kind of taught, it's like school where it's kind of like, here's your equation. Here's what you do. Um, here's what you do. If this happens and go back to it. That's, that's literally what it is. Like, you know, just suits your three techniques. So let's say if you're doing an armbar, um, you go on from mount into S mount. And then let's say if he does this, then you've got an armbar on the far side. Or if he does this, you've got an armbar close to you. Or mm-hmm. if he does this, the third option, you go for a triangle. And then you practice it and you practice it and you practice it. Now, that's actually the same formula as school. But the way school is, it's not something that you can turn off and do it. Yeah. You have to 
you have to be fully mentally engaged. In jiu-jitsu, you can kind of you can be engaged, but you're kind of just like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. And you kind of flow with it because it's actually a physical thing rather than mm. thinking in your head, oh, uh, two squared is four. And then well, what if I need to find the square root of 16 or whatever? And then, yeah. or, or the root cube, or the root cube of like 16 is should be again two um but like it is you kind of get to learn you get the satisfaction of learning something and then doing it um whilst you're kind of getting killed by another human yeah yeah. that's 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 why i think is the funny part as well which which is why it makes it so good for your health like you know it's it um you're kind of you're hanging out with your friends and everything and then two minutes later trying to strangle them or throwing them on their head yeah and then Two minutes later, you're talking about like you know life and kids. Yeah, you know it's, it, 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 everyone's it, vulnerable. Like it's not it's not just like, and it is kind of I think a lot a big part of it is where you're you're being intimate with somebody but not in any other way other than like you know she could kill you, but then you know he could kill you. Yeah, in that situation, but he's not, and you tap, and then you let go, and then you start again, yeah. and then that's how trust builds. And then you know when you get after a while, like you know I. Like, you know, it kind of just turns into this thing where you turn off, once you step on the mats, you turn off, and then that's you. That's, you're in this whole new kind of bubble. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, there's no, there's no work outside. There's no, there's no, like, you know, somebody's sick. There's no this, there's no that. If you're just trying to not get armored, that's all you're working on. Yeah. Or you're laughing while it's happening. I can, yeah. I, can I mean, that's a perfect description of it. And the, the whole idea of, uh, you know, I suppose I talk about anxiety a lot and the thing to do with uh, not having the time to think about the things that are making you anxious uh, in the moment. I think that's what's brilliant for me about jiu-jitsu in particular and, you know, my teammates. And I'm I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a bit. Um, so uh, you put up, I, I was obviously, when you mentioned to me about coming on the show, and I had to look you up to see what the crack was. You know, I do a bit, bit, bit of digging and that, and that's, you know, part of it. But you put up, a, you put, you put up a, a, a two or three posts, actually, on, on Mental Health Day, I think it was. Um, and you found at that point uh, when you put those posts up, uh, was, was there a reason, like, you decided to, to make it that day, like, to come out to talk about it? Um, well, I've talked about it before, like, but I didn't really get much kind of viewership as it would be because whenever you kind of put up something like mental health up on up on spotify it's kind of like oh heavy pushed away like do you know what i mean yeah so um but it was mental health day as well so i was kind of just like here look um a lot of a lot a lot of people are like oh check in with your friends on mental health day and they never check in and i know people who have just been like um who said that and they've been like oh i'm here for you and they've never checked in and anytime you check in with them it's like oh well yeah sound that's that's it. Like, so it is kind of one of those things where it's aggressively shoving, shoving it in your face. The, like, if, if you want to ignore it, you can ignore it. I'm not, like, you know, that's not. It's not my kind of thing to be like, here, you have to read this. But I am. Um, but I would be kind of like headstrong on the view that people, whenever it comes to mental health day and stuff, they kind of like to jump on the bandwagon and just be like, here, look, um, check in on your friends, and then that never happens. Like, you know, they're calling other, and then they're calling other people fucking dopes. Like, you know. In, um, out, out on my out, like, and they're calling them fucking every name under the sun and stuff. Like, that's not like obviously, like, you know, there's times when somebody pisses you off and you're like, you're a dickhead. But, like, when it comes to this kind of stuff, it it is one of those things where, especially mental health or suicide awareness, um, where people kind of just like they talk about it because that's the day and then they forget about it for like, you know, ever or like 
until it happens the same thing next year. So I kind of just like ended up aggressively putting it out there and being like, hey, look, this is what the story is with me. This could be any of your friends that aren't speaking up about it. So just check in on your fucking friends. Like, um, I've had friends that fucking, there was a guy actually in SPG, I'm not sure if you remember, I'm not sure, it's in Tomorrow, but I'm not sure if you remember seeing his post, but his name was George Murphy. I mean, him at the start didn't really get along, but then eventually what happened was that's just me being a fucking anxious prick, like, because I was kind of afraid to get to know anybody, so I was just starting to start um, But then eventually, anyways, we became pretty good friends, and he used to work in the local brewery tap, like, um, as a barman slash waiter, and he was very good at his job, like, and he was a great guy. And I remember um, uh, I remember seeing him on channel for about an hour, and then just like, um, and then he died like literally two days later, he got run over by a van. It's fucking awful. Um, but then, like, I remember fucking people are just like, oh, um, they kind of made a big post about it, and then I kind of got forgotten about it. And I was kind of like, well, that's not, that's not good, really. Like, what I mean? it's, obviously, there's nothing you can do when somebody's kind of passed on, but um, like, it's kind of one of those situations where something gets something gets said, like, tension's brought to it, and then once the tension's brought to it, it kind of gets forgotten about because it. it's like, oh, my job's done, the tension's been brought to it, yeah. or whatever. And uh, I was tore up over that kind of thing. And then when it comes to the suicide and uh, mental health kind of thing, that like that kind of thing just pushed me over the edge. So I was like, I know for a fact that you were an absolute cunt to some people, like to their face. And then here you are spouting off about like you know checking with your mates and stuff. Um, but also it was just about people to kind of like you know get in, get them checking on their mates. Like that wasn't me. That wasn't telling me to check it on me. Because mm. let's say if we're not if we're not let's say if we're not close or anything like you know i wouldn't expect you checking on me or anything um but i've got two lads there that, that checked on me today and, they, and yesterday and um there uh, it's actually shawnee judo jits and jimanzi from my podcast uh, well from our podcast um but like you know they they're they're kind of the people that they're kind of the people that wouldn't really be forgetting about it because they do do grappling and jiu-jitsu and stuff so they know well about like you know the mental health mm. side of it and then also they've kind of gone through their own shit too. So they know themselves. And whenever people don't go through this kind of stuff, everybody's gone through their own kind of thing, but obviously it can be worse for others than it is for than it is for some. Um, so whenever it's kind of like, oh, make sure you're checking on your friends, it is genuinely checking on your friends. Like it doesn't have to be me, yeah. like, you know, like, and that's kind of what, that's kind of what people got from it as well. And it's kind of like, oh, I hope you're okay. And it's like, no, I'm grand. But like, you know, the post wasn't made for me. It was made mm. for people who were like, you know, and let's say are kind of like you know lose connection a little bit or like they're distancing themselves from their friends and it's being noticed but nobody's saying anything it's kind of like, like you need to you need to kind of like stay on top of it and i know it's it is kind of one of those things where it's not like oh it's quiet about you know staying in touch with your friends but it is like you know i'll i'll fucking i'll shout that from the rooftops like i'll and i'll give out to people like that if it's kind of like yeah. oh yeah um, I don't want to start a drown by asking him if he's okay. It's like, well, you should ask him anyways, even if you just reply like he knows at least somebody's reaching out to him. Um, well, listen. Cause... Well, can I just can I just kind of jump in because like it, it and I know you're saying like it was it was aggressive and and things like that, and I understand what you mean by that, but I I think it was very stark and kind of raw. And you t- I like when you touch on words like they're trigger words almost for people who who don't know and so mm. things like when you talked about loneliness and suicide and like abandonment and, and abandonment issues and things like this they're very like um like i said they're they're very yeah very heavy and very raw and people just don't it's like they don't know how to respond to it and then it mm. becomes that thing like you know yourself like when it comes to that thing where you're like ah maybe i won't say anything because i'll embarrass myself or something do you know 
Yeah, it is. It is, as you said, kind of trigger words. And yeah, it like for people who haven't really, obviously, again, I want to say people haven't really gone through stuff. Like obviously when I say that, I mean people haven't gone through the same experience that I have. Mm. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, just in case people are kind of yeah. confused about it later on. But if people haven't, who haven't gone through the same experiences as you or not as extreme, it's still relevant. You know, like I'm not taking that away from anybody and I'd never take that away from anybody. And uh, well, like, it is kind of one of those things where even if you do experience it a little bit, so if you see somebody writing down suicide awareness, um, loneliness, abandonment issues, um, trust issues, a lot of that would be kind of kind of considered. A, oh, I'm mm. just gonna I'm just gonna like it, scroll down, and get rid of it really quickly. Yeah. If I like it, scroll away, it'll disappear. That kind of thing. And it, like I kind of wanted it to be raw mm. and kind of get people to be like, "What is this like?" Yeah. Um, not because I want attention on myself again. No. Which, like it is like. I want to say that a lot, actually, because I, I can't stress enough. And everyone, a lot of people have said it to me about, like, you know, oh, I hope you're doing okay. It's like, that's, that's for me, but thanks. But like, yeah. you know, because then at least they're check, they're attempting or trying to make the attempt at checking in. And yeah, no trigger words are like I think this whole thing of like you know safe space and stuff like you know it's great and everything, but um, if something needs to be brought to attention, then it needs to be. Yeah, attention. yeah. Pe- people have to like people have to bring it uh, forward for even it to be thought about, and it has to be the people who go through it. It's not there's no point in someone uh, like a fiction writer coming out with all this stuff and then everybody talking about it because it was written in a book about fiction. It has to be from the people who have gone yeah. through all these things. You know? Yeah, it is. Like actually, I had an issue with my mother a little while. This was years ago. Um, but there's this guy who was an expert in adoption. It's kind of like. Um, how to like you know raise a child with adopted? It's kind of like I, I I got mad about this because mad kind of fly over to England and watch all the seminars and stuff. And I'd be kind of like, here, look, what's that about? Like, and I was only like fifteen or sixteen, but I didn't realize well, I was younger than that actually. I was fourteen, but I didn't realize this is kind of like um, it's kind of like for me, um, it didn't work very well because I ended up fucked up. I know that's me. Um, but like, uh, but it was kind of one of those things where it was like. Um, is he adopted? No. Then why is he chatting about it so much as if he's a fucking expert? Like he clearly just because he because I remember I remember listening in on one of the things and it's kind of like um, your child will feel this, your child will feel that. It's like how do you know what I'll feel like? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when somebody says when you say to somebody, uh, "No, I feel like shit." It's kind of like, "Oh, well, you're just like you know, go ahead and, go ahead and get busy." Well, or, or don't think about it. It's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't. I did not think of that solution. Thank you, you, you genius. I will give you five euro for your efforts. And kind of like, yeah, that that what you're saying about the adoption thing there. I have talked about this uh, before with with guests and stuff, and it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with the fact that sometimes I was being told what to do by experts in their field. I understand that, but they haven't gone through what I've gone through. When yeah. I spoke to people who had gone through what I'd gone through and were able to have a, like a, a one-on-one conversation, I've learned a lot more. Like I've got, I've taken so much more away from it. And I think is that what you mean by the the adoption side of things? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like you know, you yeah. kind of you kind of understand. It's kind of almost like um, takes one to know one kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. It sounds a bit kind of like you know peachy and everything and everything, but like it is kind of sometimes that kind of case of it takes one to know one. Yeah. yeah, especially with adoption, especially with mental health and everything. Like if you're going through like you know awful thoughts, like you know suicide and stuff. I've been there. I understand. Uh, I'm not going to be like, oh, go to a psychiatrist or because I know if I tell you to go to a psychiatrist, you're going to be like, no, fuck that. Like, no, like, like um, 
Like I know, I know, I know a few people who would be, who would have been years ago, who would have been pretty suicidal. Um, actually, my my first girlfriend was had pretty bad mental health, and that's just where she was in her life with her parents and everything. And um, she'd be kind of like, "Oh, I want to, I want to die and everything." I was like, "Here, look, um, I want you to just cuddle a big teddy bear and pretend it's me, because I can't, I can't go with you right now." But that's, but well, literally, one of those kind of things where you understand, and it's not like you know, go to a doctor. Yeah. Uh, there is another thing about another thing about psychiatrists not taking anything away from them, but whenever you go to a psychiatrist, it's kind of being you're kind of forced into this situation where you have to talk about something, and it's not. And it's kind of you explaining yourself rather than talking about it. Um, and I know this for a fact because I used to go to a place in England called Family Future, where it's mental health adoption kind of thing for people and for adoptees and all over in England, very expensive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But basically what it was, it's kind of like you kind of have to explain yourself. And it's almost like being, being given out to by the principal and then you'll explain yourself. And then, you'll, then yeah, literally, it's not, you're not even being given out to about it, but it, feels, it has that same vibe of I don't want to talk about it. Mm. because you don't know what I'm going through you don't know what I'm going through uh, only I do and I'm forced into this situation here and I have to stay here until the three hours are up yeah. or whatever yeah. and like it is it would be proper stressful that way um, and that's why I think a lot of people do who do grappling and stuff can talk about it so easily because mm. um, I'm getting strangled by you but I'm also going through a lot of shit but also you could be going through a lot of shit and we're both in this position of we could kill each other right now but we're not going to and then since you have that bonding of killing each other while not actually killing simulated death that's one <laughs> yeah um, everybody kind of like you kind of open up to each other yeah and then that's why i'm able to talk about this to you now because i know for a fact that you know what i'm talking about when i, when I mean take someone to no one mm. yeah for sure uh, to make it easy even to make it easy to talk to like you know i've got um it would be kind of one of those things where if i'm chatting to a friend who's like you know pretty bad mental health i wouldn't talk about i wouldn't really be talking about like you know how's your head i'd be kind of like how are you Mm. Uh, crack and have you heard about this 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 and this and trying to like you know make sure they're still kind of into the things if they're still into yeah because somebody's into something like a lot you don't want to stay into a kind of yeah if you're kind of like oh i'm not really bothered then you know kind of something's wrong without being like how is your mental health yeah <laughs> yeah if I, say, if I say that to you like i don't know you're kind of like <laughs> yeah you ask it is it's like you you're almost uh, you know, to see if they've checked out or anything. It's 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 very important. Uh, Con, let me just read the ad here, and we'll get back into it. All right. So, Fusion Training Center, Monksland Athlone, a place to train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts, and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Center or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Center, train like a warrior. So. I want to ask you then about about the the uh, jiu-jitsu and and people like uh, Kieran Davern, who is clearly a very inspiring kind of figure, and we've had him on here. I've been at seminars with him and stuff. And I'm not just talking about Kieran, but he just just to put a name out there. How have those positive influences helped you since you were 17? Um, yeah, immensely. Like it, like it is kind of one of those things where. I'll owe him my life kind of thing. And it sounds like, oh, he saved you from getting thrown in jail. I was like, no, he's like, you know, I, when I went into the gym, I was suicidal. I fucking, I had depression. I was borderlining on, I was self-harming, but it wasn't really like the general kind of way. I kind of let myself get hurt rather than self-inflicting it, mm. which is kind of self-infliction, but it's a different way of doing it without actually going through the fact of like, you know, cutting yourself. 
Yeah. Um, you're kind of letting somebody else do it for you uh, inadvertently. It's not it's not anything on them either. It's kind of just your own thing. But um, yeah, he like all those like, people like Sid, um, like you know Sid Allen, hmm. and um, you know like I I wouldn't be very close to uh, to Lee Goodman, who's one of the one of the lads in my gym because he started in around the same time. Uh, I eventually got close to Jack Dolan. Hmm. So that was that was kind of a nice another kind of thing because they're all kind of around Ben Grimes uh, type type feel and all that like they'd be kind of all around my age, so that's kind of another thing. And the way Kieran kind of does it is, um, you kind of you kind of all get to know each other afterwards and after training anyway. It's not just train, go home. Or sorry, train, roll, go home. Like you know you like you know yourself how it is where um, where you go in and train and then you, you, you literally chat shit for about an hour. In the chain rooms or just on the mats and that's how you kind of get to know people and that's how you kind of like you know you can kind of just be yourself and nobody's going to give a fuck like um like literally like everyone's gonna be kind of like oh yeah well do you like this or do you like that and then you kind of you slowly get to know people um but just the way that's kind of ran i suppose it, it, it all kind of it all kind of travels from that top of the pyramid down um where like if you don't have a great coach that kind of checks in with you regularly or even just in general um, or it kind of allows, it gives you the ability to, to be able to speak if you're like feeling like shit. Because mm-hmm. you know yourself if you've ever got, somebody's ever asked you how you're doing, you know, oh yeah, I'm grand. And then like, you, you want to like punch someone in the face like really hard or you want to like, or you're just angry at the world and everything or something. Like if you've got someone who empowers you to kind of talk out about how you're actually feeling, mm-hmm. then that's something that's it's pretty rare, I find. Um, no, I I kind of try to be, I kind of try to be, kind of like here in that regard, where it's kind of like, you know, empower others to, you know, talk about their talk about their baggage. Yeah. Even like not even talk about, it, just kind of like check in, because um, obviously you don't you don't have to tell any of us anything. Like you know, it's not, it, it's never one of those kind of things where it's like, oh, tell me. It's kind of like, how are you keeping? Any news? Or um, carries your head been since whatever? Because yeah. You can tell people stuff like you know, you, like um, like I remember going to Kieran there the other day and just telling them that fucking I'm not getting paid very well this month. I'm gonna get paid for one 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 week of work at this month and ask to do it for the rest of Christmas until after until after the English comp- mm. or French competition. So that's I I was proper stressed over that. I said that to him. He was like, um, what are you gonna do then? And then he's kind of yeah, we'd let the chat about it. Then it's kind of like, no, oh, should be grand anyways. Like you know, I'll sort it anyways. And then, and then you go back to training or whatever. And that's how. It's kind of how it goes about. It's not like you know, stop. Let's talk about it. Don't stop. And then yeah. until it's like you know, dead. Um, and it just gives you, it gives you this kind of, it gave me this kind of feeling that I can actually, you know, talk about stuff and be myself around all the lads. And yeah. um, I don't do that with some of my friends, some of my close friends either. Like I, like like I remember talking to Derry Hynan about this, about my ex girl, my ex girlfriend used to be my one of my ex girlfriends. I've had a lot of ex-girlfriends. Um, only one of them was in the gym. Um, so, but um, I was talking to him about it and he was kind of like, look, I know how it feels. Like, you know, I've been kind of through similar kind of situation and everything. And like, it's just, it's just kind of nice the way a coach can give that empowerment to students. So then a student, the students can then bond and therefore they're bonding with the coach as well because inadvertently, because the coach is the one that's giving you confidence to talk to him, talk to your friends and then Think about it yourself where you can be confident in yourself to talk about it and even just think about it because I don't know, a lot of people don't actually realize that you thinking about it is a big factor in how you deal with stuff because mm, yeah. it's just going to 
you know, and it, it's it has been it has been a huge thing of I know I kind of went off top there, but it has been a huge thing of um like the it has given me kind of like you know the sore kind of gave me the ability to talk about it, but not comfortably. Yeah. It's kind of like okay. One of the things where you know it's there and you talk about it if it comes up, but it won't be it won't be a very comfortable conversation. But whenever I'm with the lads, whenever we're hearing it, can literally be like, no, I feel like shit. This week's been absolutely fucking dog shit. And I want to stab myself in the face with a spoon, that kind of thing. <laughs> that sounds funny, but I want to do that many times. Um, this week is not one of them, though, because I'm on it. Good. Week. But, um, <laughs> but uh, that's actually for real. But um, yeah, no, it is. It's something, when you experience it, it's something, like you know yourself, whenever you experience it, it is one of those things that you kind of get when other people say it, as in like, oh, I've got brilliant coach like you know he's like a friend yeah exactly yeah i i um that's the same with me like you know yeah no that's good no that's good um but it's like that yeah i I get what you exactly what you're saying though it's like it's the importance of having someone who's who's uh uh, not just a coach figure who's obviously kind of uh, brilliant at what he does but also like someone who will it doesn't have to be every conversation between between you and, and kieran or whatever doesn't have to be about how you are like you know mentally it just check in almost just a, a little thing about whatever's going on that in that time you know and um yeah, yeah. so then like i always ask people this uh con when i'm when i'm talking to people who compete right uh does that not add a lot of pressure on you on your on you mentally when you're competing to which part exactly just the build up basically it's more the build up and uh, the build up to competitions like you know we're kind of trying to make a friend's proud and stuff or your coach kind of, um, you'd be surprised. Well, actually, I, I, I kind of got, I got a good bit of mixed bags in this, so this is great. Um, sometimes it's kind of like, oh yeah, no, Grant, you know, just go in there, have fun, do your thing, yeah. and it's never really like, oh, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this. Um, sometimes people react. Sometimes people love doing that kind of thing. Like I remember one of our lads, Jordan, uh, Kieran, Kieran Donald went to him. Right, you're gonna go in here, you're gonna take him down, you're gonna pass his guard, you're gonna stick him to the ground, and then you're gonna submit him. And that's what happened. Did it within half. Really, like he, like he's he's one of those kind of robot. It's not. It's like he's. It's like he's being controlled. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right, Jordan, let's go for a takedown now. Takedown, and then right, let's start past this guy now, and hit maybe um, a knee slice, and then the side control onto the mountain, whatever, whatever it is. But he's one of those kind of guys. I'm the kind of person where I react to, and this is another thing about the coach as well. If you've got a coach, he'll know your game plan. Mm. Mine is kind of going and do your own thing, <laughs> like. Um, like it sounds kind of stupid, but Kieran always kind of goes, "Get your takedown, stick it to the mat, and then just do your work your thing from there." That's kind of I'm still working on the sticking to the mat part, but I can I can take it down, um, and they get back up, and then I get annoyed. Um, but but like it is kind of it is one of those things where you know you're you're there's a bit expected of you, but it's never it's never um it's never so much that you're going to kind of shit yourself. Mm. Obviously, for your first couple of competitions, you're going to have to take a shit before you go because nerves, because that's just how nerves work. Yeah. Um, but it's never from the culture, ne- you'll never get this kind of thing of, oh, shy, I, I fucked up. He's like, like, no, sorry. Just keep working, just keep, going, just keep doing what you're doing. Like one of our lads, um, like Kieran's very, very good at instilling confidence in people. And um, a lot of, and like a lot of his coaches get that off off of him and I like to think that I've gotten it off of him as well where it's yeah. kind of like 
if somebody's like not doing well, the competition's like, no, you're all right, keep going, loads of time to work or whatever. Or even in life in general, where you're kind of like, no, sure, you'll be fine. I know it sucks ass now, but, you know, and it seems to be no end, but you'll be fine anyways. Like, you know, we're all, saying we're all in this together is kind of a bit unfair because that's not, I don't like that kind of generalization where it's, we're all in this together. Um, if somebody else is feeling like shit because then yeah. they're feeling shit and then if you say we're all in this together then it kind of makes that person feel less important to themselves yeah. which is a knock-on effect but it is kind of one of those things where if you lose then that's fine we're still a team like you know it's, there's no harm there's no harm in kind of losing it, as long as you have fun and a lot of the guys who a lot of the guys who in my gym who have come up under that kind of premises of just going there and have fun like they'd actually they'd win and they'd be like that was a good crack or they'd lose and be like that was one of my best roles mm. ever with a complete stranger um, like I remember Shane Hughes I'm not sure if you know Shane Hughes but he yeah. he'd be one of my good friends now in the gym and he he's a pretty good advocate for mental health as well and uh, he actively participates in kind of like you know talks and stuff um, oh, right. in, uh, in sobriety and stuff it's just kind of I'm not sure if he does it now because he's got three kids now he just had his third kid there a couple, couple of days ago um, but he used to kind of like, or he used to go to kind of like, um, what was it, kind of like non-alcoholics kind of meetings mm. and stuff, which is really, really cool. Um, but I remember he took him three or four years to get to Blue And Kieran was always like, no, I believe in you. You can do it. Um, just keep working. Like, you know, just take some people. It took me a year and a half to get my Blue Belt. But like other people that might take it, two years or three years. Four years I'm, on my, I'm on my third year, Con, so it's, I'm, t- yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the, the scenic route. Yeah, but like, there's nothing wrong with that, and no. like, it is kind of the thing of do your own thing, go at your own mm. pace. Um, your coach should never be like, "Oh, you should be a blue belt," but now because you've been doing it for three and a half years and two months and one day, yeah. and um, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, there, there is never any, even when competing, there's never any pressure, um, to compete. Like, obviously, Kieran wants you to compete and stuff, but kind of like, do you want to compete? Just see where you're at in your game plan. And actually, he kind of bastard kind of baited me into doing. Competition where where I got my blue belt. I was kind of like, he was kind of like, are you doing Irish Open? I was like, no, I'm not sure because Jack was in the car and Sharon, who was Kieran's sister, was in the car as well. And he was like, no, it'd be good for you. And I was kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. And Sharon was like, no, it'd be good to see where your game plan is and kind of just see where you are in terms of your blue belt and stuff. I was kind of like, oh yeah, why not? And it cost like it cost me like forty euro, and that was kind of like the most expensive competition I'd done at that stage. And then, and then I I ended up running through six lads at a competition. Kieran still brings that up. Um, I ended up running through six lads at the competition. Like the first poor fucker that came up against me, I scored something like eighteen points on him to nil, and then choked him out from the back within three minutes. Like, Why not? That, like that poor guy, I felt sorry for him, and it wasn't even like you know a really like a choke. It was a it was a modified um fucking bow and arrow choke. So his oh. hand was like up here, and was, he was like, and he couldn't actually tap because I had this other hand trapped. Like, <laughs> like, I so think I was like, at that. <laughs> I think I was at oh. that tournament. I don't know. I, oh, please, I, I, please no. <laughs> Um, I have the, I have it in the back of my mind that I was at the tournament, but it could have been a different one. Um, but Jack Dolan was actually in my corner, and he was cornering me for that entire thing because Kieran had to stay home. Because I think I think um, I think the roads were pretty bad or something. But no, sorry, the roads weren't pretty bad because it's during summer. Basically, what happened was um, Kieran went up later because he mm. he had stuff to do in the morning, and, stuff, and he, I don't think there was anybody to cover his class. Right. So he came up around one, and I I just finished competing around then. And then he gave him a blue belt. And I was kind of like, what is this? He was like, well, yeah. uh, go to the photo take a picture and took a blue belt. I was like, oh, this is your blue belt. And I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. Um, oh, Jesus. But um, but it's never been a push to do competitions. Yeah. But even in the competitions, you can't, like the way Kieran coaches, 
everybody else gets it from him. So yeah. it's kind of, it's not really like, um, I want to tell you an example now, and it was fucking awful because I was competing against the guy um, and I, I could I could hear his corner. And I actually have a video and you can hear, you know, Kieran, you know, Kieran O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, he was, he was cornering me. And this is a uh, Midlands Open for for his gamma. And, uh, and fucking Kieran was like, why is it called? Let's establish the grips. And he's like, all right, so let's, uh, let's control the leg and pass the guard. That's it. And then he'd wait a couple of seconds until I need to move position again or he sees something that might pop up. And your man's corner was like, go on, get the take down. Go on, why are you stopping? Get his legs, grab his legs. And uh, take him down. Then I remember I passed his guard and got to the back. And the man's corner was like, no, no, what are you doing? It's like, come on, get up. And it's like, pass the guard, get up, take him down. It's kind of like, why are you being so aggressive to your own corner? Yeah, yeah. And about four minutes in, your man's corner walked off. Ah. Like, like what kind of yeah. like what kind of thing was that? And then what happened was at the very end he came back just when I had him in a triangle, or he or he just didn't talk. You went off or didn't talk, and I put him in a deep triangle. Like I mean, like I basically had my ear to his knee, and um, arm across, grab under the leg, grab him, pull the head down under the leg, everything, the whole nine yards. And all you can hear from his from his corner is, "Go to sleep, go to sleep, don't tap, go to sleep." Oh no, no, no. Yeah, and I said I literally roared. I was like, "If you go to sleep, I'm gonna, I'm never gonna let you wake up." And he tapped like the second I said that. Um, but like, I've never had any anything like that from my corners, even during competitions or even in general. Like, it's just, it's just not one of those. You never get, you never feel pressured to do something like they're saying. Like, yeah, like, right hook there for you. And that's not saying get your right underhook. That's saying right underhook is there for you. It is available for you. Do you want it? Yeah. And then in. You obviously you don't fly like, yeah, I'll take it. And then get under it. You kind of just go for it or you don't or you go to the else. And then he'd be like, um, right, that's all right. Let's move from here or let's work from here. Like if you get taken down, he's never like, oh, come on, go. Or sometimes it will be if you can scramble. Um, but kind of like, yeah, that's all right. We can work from here. And hearing, yeah, that's all right. We work from here. Or if you're trying to take something back and you roll the wrong way, like, no, nope, that's good too. Let's work for it. Let's cross our feet and hip in and yeah. try to get the ball walk in or something. Like it's, it's, it is, it's pretty rare. And, it, it does and people kind of like don't really get it until they've been cornered by someone like Kieran or even someone like uh, the other Kieran or Jack Dolan yeah. Jack Dolan's not a very loud corner um, but when you can hear him like it's like it's like he has a remote control like he has a remote control like and then you're doing everything that he's just kind of do, saying to you and same with Kieran Avern like I try to be the same way but like um, I'm not sure how that works but I'm kind of more I'd be more kind of Kind of like hearing where it's kind of like, right, your right one hook's there, and then you stay silent and let him work for that. And then it's like, um, crossways with your left hand and let him do his thing. And then mount is there, knee first. If you want, if you want mount, knee first. Yeah, and on, it's like on a positive, him. positive way of coaching, though. And um, Kieran Darwin does this in MMA fights more prominent when you can hear it. But um, uh, I remember Ronan Deegan had his, I think it was his second MMA fight, no, it was first. And he was, um, it's either Ronan Deegan or Ben Grimes, because they're both very, well, he does, he does with both, I can't remember which one it was, but Ben, basically Ronan had, um, oh, it's at Gamma, it was Ronan Deegan, uh, I think it was the winning fight, but Ronan had the man in a single leg against the fence, the king was like, right, let's, uh, let's work to get this leg up higher, let's work to get a better position in the leg, and Ronan worked away with the leg, kept it, kept the gable grip on the leg, like, right, so let's start working for head position. And uh, if you want to get a right underhook around the body, that's okay too. And then Ronan did 
Ronan did just that. When your man started, when your man started finding the head position, and Ronan just kept the head position, and Kieran goes, brilliant head position, well done, Ronan. Like, hearing that kind of shit, you don't hear that very often. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. Just don't. And it's only kind of like, it's only, um, Andrew Barrett's a great corner, hearing corner. He's like, uh, more strikes, please. Thank you. Like, he literally said, please, thank you. And I remember... Uh, He's I, a nice I, lad. Yeah, yeah, basically. Until you get in the cage, then he's very scared. Yeah, um, yeah. I, was, I was actually starting rolling there. We were just doing like, kind of fence rounds. And Andrew's kind of like, uh, more pot shots to the head, please. And then and then he started hitting me. Then uh, Andrew's like, shots to the body, please. And then he didn't do it. And then Andrew's like, Ronan, please shots to the body. And then he did it. And I was, and then he goes, thank you, good shots. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm getting picked away here. <laughs> he, he sounds like Mike. Coach. He sounds like Mike and a coach. To be honest with you, but yeah, um, no, this, listen, um, Con. Um, can I talk about talk. because I, it would be it'd be insane for me not to talk about this. But um, where? What about the origins then of the Human Z Jitsu podcast? Um, I think uh, that's funny. I think Andrew kind of Andrew kind of started that kind of almost a meme page. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it was a meme page at the very start, and uh, I do loads of memes out of that page. Uh, very, maybe a little bit too much because um, I quote them almost every day every time I see a new one it's like ooh um, and I quote and people are kind of like is that because you're on the podcast I'm like no it's because I like the memes but it's also because I'm on the podcast yeah something to do with it but um, basically what happened was actually Humanity's very first podcast was with me right and he didn't know how to record properly so we lost a whole like two hour podcast oh. it's kind of like bruh um, but uh yeah, in that we kind of talked about mental health and jiu-jitsu and kind of how we started up on that. And then eventually what happened was um, that got lost. So then he kind of just did more interviews with people and stuff. And then he asked himself and then Shawty Judo to kind of like do a debate on wrestling and judo. Mm. And then the kind of three of us, the three of us being the actual jiu-jitsu podcast is now kind of starting there. Because um, it was supposed to be a debate, and then we we're kind of like, this is very similar. And Andrew was like, this is supposed to be a fight. And me and me and Sean was like, this is very similar. We, we should be friends. And then we wanted to co host the podcast. And then that kind of stemmed off into, I'd, I'd always been a big mental, a mental health advocate. So I've always kind of wanted to do something along that lines, anyways. Um, like we did something, we actually kind of did something along the lines of it near uh, maybe February or something. Could have been during summer, actually. Like, Probably was during summer because fucking roasting. I was getting ice cream during yeah, probably was during summer. Um, but I remember we talked about uh, weight cutting and how that can affect you for jiu-jitsu and mental health-wise. Mm. I touched upon it as well a little bit, and I was kind of like, "Oh, I'd actually like to talk about that more." And it ended up just being like, you know, uh, anytime we do a podcast now, it's do your weekly check-in because we t- we did a huge mental health podcast kind of thing, and we got like we got like loads of um. We got like loads of feedback from like different people on Facebook, from Instagram, from Reddit. Uh, Reddit's a great one. Um, and then uh, we kind of talked about them, but then we only got about an hour on it. And I was kind of like, no, I'd like to do that again properly. So mm-hmm. we were kind of like, no, sure, we do the meet up in person. We talk about kind of like kind of on a couch session where we're kind of just like one of like you know kind of like you know to do Jonathan Ross show or kind mm-hmm. of desk and then share that kind of thing. And then yeah, but. Ever since then, we've been kind of doing the whole check-in, do your mental health check-in, and it kind of just stemmed off that. But originally, it ended up being a meme page, and now it's kind of a very serious interview. Not a very semi-serious interview, slash mental health. Kind of what um, what way do you go about then prepping for your guests? 
Um, you'd be surprised. Generally, what you kind of do is you kind of just you kind of ask you kind of ask them to be honest. Some people ask us to be talking. Yeah, you took a long time to be on. For about half hour beforehand, you kind of just trap the shit, and then you start recording, and then and then you kind of um, and then obviously you kind of talk from there. And and the way I kind of I only actually got to do one proper interview, and that was with Jack Keishan. Um, but the way that worked is kind of like how we're working now is talk for a couple of minutes beforehand. We talked during like like obviously I know kind of a good bit because well not a good bit but I know a bit about him because Adrian Elbert is actually his coach. In Tullamore, who's hmm. current student who's also with my coaches whenever I go over there. And um, Adrian's always been very good to me, and I know how much how great of a coach he is and everything. So um, so that was kind of one thing that I could always t- that I could touch on, that I knew I could touch on during the interview. And then also I knew Jack was actually a music producer. He just released a, a song there a little while ago called uh, Jenny. It's oh, actually really? about it's actually about domestic abuse. And he does jiu-jitsu and everything and grappling and everything himself. Um, plug there for Jack Keisha music. Nice. Um, but like uh, that that was an accident. Oh my gosh. Um, but like, but um, I knew about that anyways. And it kind of would it kind of would be where you kind of have your set questions, kind of where it's kind of like, what's your favorite move? What this? What would be a good beginner move? When have you done first combination? How many combinations? You know how to get on? What's your favorite move in competition slash rolling? Um, because everybody's kind of everybody everybody's actual game different between the competition and rolling. Mine does anyways. Um, you know what I mean? So you kind of like to touch on that kind of stuff. And then, but it's not just like, oh, um, we're, we're kind of talking now, we're kind of working the questions into the conversation. That's how it should be done. But sometimes it's kind of just like, oh, when is your first competition? And it's like, all right, cool. And then move on to the next question. It's almost like a really boring interview. But I remember saying to Jack, it's like, oh, speaking of um, doing jiu-jitsu, how long were you doing jiu-jitsu until you start competing, if that makes sense? Um, were you had long or how did that work for you? Or, how, how did it go for it? And that's kind of like, that'd be kind of like how you kind of work it in. It's kind of more along the lines of a theme and a concept rather than here's your set questions. If you can ask the set, like the set question, if you can work it into your conversation, that's great. It kind of just happens to be worked yeah. in your conversation. Um, but really just kind of, there's really not much prep for the way I do it. Kind of like the way we're kind of running here where you kind of just give them a lowdown of what's going to go on. You bounce off each other and mm. that's how it kind of works. And I've always preferred it that way rather than you know, rather than just like your typical thing. And when you bounce it off to their, you're relating to each other more so than yeah. just being like, like a job interview, kind of. Do you know, it's, do you know the thing uh, before uh, we start recording, like if I haven't met someone before, like I haven't met you in person before, funny t- uh, text you, I like just doing the maybe, you know, two minutes and then getting into the conversation. And the reason really is because, um, I learn all about you during that chat, like, and it. Yeah. I think it produces kind of more a be- sorry, a better response from me to come back yeah. and ask you questions on it rather than, you know, knowing loads of stuff about you and then that becomes kind of static questions then in the middle, and I don't really want that, you know. Yeah, it um, it is a little bit strange with the kind of static questions. I find them a little bit off-putting, and it can kind of, and it can kind of kick the flow of the mm-hmm. podcast a little bit. Um, now, with all of your podcasts, I listen to Kieran Darwin, I listen to Ginny Breslin. It all it is all conversation. It's not just mm-hmm. like, um, it's not just like you know, you're. It's, it's not like you're interviewing for a job and this is how you do this and this is how good you are at this. So therefore, you're good at this. And then you know, it, it is a genuine like you know flow into conversation. Yeah. And um, it's more genuine, I think. Like if you're just chatting to somebody, um, like if you're just chatting to somebody. 
as a chat rather than rather than just like an you know, interview. Because like if you if you've ever been on Tinder, like, yeah, trying trying to talk to somebody there is kind of pretty shit. But if you talk on the phone, then you're actually talking to them. It's not just like, well, how are you? Good. How about you? Yeah. You yeah. Not much. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it ends up being a proper conversation. It's more genuine and it's more relatable too, I think. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because some people kind of be like, oh, I did that as well. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And it kind of for, it doesn't really force you, but it kind of lets you be a bit more kind of like intimate with the reactions and the responses. Yeah. Because it's not just, um, it's not just like, you know, you're running a mill. When did you start training? Or, well, obviously that's that's a question you asked, but it wasn't just like, um, wasn't like when you training it was worked off under, yeah it's like, like a that. setup question like, yeah you know um exactly so, so let me ask you an actual interview question <laughs> um oh my so, gosh <laughs> what do you what do you like to do in your spare time con uh my spare time jesus i don't have much spare time <laughs> i like to eat i like okay. to eat i eat a lot of food i love to cook um i actually cooked christmas dinner last year um christmas dinner this year um i just i just remember that i have to buy so many things um but yeah, no, I I love cooking food. So my kind of thing would be cooking food, watching series, uh, chilling out. I watch a like, lot of. What do you like to cook? What do you like to cook actually? Uh, literally everything. Like oh, uh, right. actually, no, apart from vegan food. Okay. That's but that's just that spike because my sister's vegan. Oh, okay, cook, that's alright. I, I cook vegan food and it's all very delicious, but I just don't like cooking because my sister's vegan. I just like annoying about it. It's like I'll be in the middle of dicing up chicken breasts or something, or I I, I break down if I get chicken. A whole chicken, and if I'm not roasting whole chicken, I'll break it down into like you know, chicken breast, chicken wings, chicken drumsticks, yeah. and stuff. Um, very messily, but I'll do it. Um, but then I'm kind of like, Lucy, do you want some chicken? And like, have a piece of raw chicken, just like sitting on that, sitting on the chopping board. She'd be like, ah, Ooh. like I that's the whole, but like that's kind of the part and parcel of cooking. But it is kind of like, um, if any of you know Gordon, obviously, you watch Gordon Ramsay, well, like it is kind of the things where you watch kind of kitchen nightmares and you're kind of like, that looks nice. I could try that while he's actually being like, you're a fucking donkey. But he's just like, but then every so often he's let hidden gems like, um, like something to do with steak or let's say, um, let's say with a burger. Yeah. Bottom so it doesn't, so the juices don't ruin the bun. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, and that's kind of like, I love kind of making weird shit where kind of like, not weird shit, but like you've never tried it before and it works out grand. Kind of yeah. Like, oh boy. Yeah. Like I remember a while ago I did a roll slam leg of lamb and I was kind of like I've never done this before but I've had it before but I'm not sure I was going to turn it this way and I had no oranges so I just did it in lemon like lemon zest and stuff and it ended up being class and that kind of that kind of, those kind of things and then so you're adventurous you'd be an adventurous cook would that be the best way of putting it kind of I like to stick to my basic stuff but every so often I'll kind of change it up it's kind of more like um, it would be semi-adventurous kind of like you know but like whenever it comes to Christmas kind of stuff I just I just fuck everything in the oven and roast it but it takes a lot of prep to kind of do that stuff and that's um the one thing I don't like about cooking is prepping I like I love chopping I'm, I've actually got my own chef's knife and stuff to kind of negate the fact that I hate preparing food <laughs> like I hate peeling onions and I hate chopping onions and I fucking hate garlic because it makes your hands smell like garlic for the next five days and then you're yeah. closing back and work and then the clothes smell like garlic not the point um but like, uh, but I, I do love a bit of food and I do love watching series. Like, yeah. um, but the problem is trying to find a series to watch and then the food goes cold. And then... Yeah. But what, <laughs> what, so tell, tell me then, like, what kind of series are you talking about? Are you watching Netflix stuff or things like that? I kind of just watch anything really because okay. I've, I've got YouTube Premium so I can, 
uh, I kind of bought that as a trial. Like, Fine, and then it'll be class. And I'm I'm actually watching a Impulse on YouTube right now. And if you've seen Jumper, which is released in 2006 with Hayden Kristen, mm. who's who actually played Anakin, this guy from Star Wars, um, uh, he um, he plays the main character in Jumper, and basically he's a teleporter, but right. he can do it. He can actually teleport. Like it's not you just need a machine or anything. Um, but Impulse is kind of like a carry-on from that and I'm not sure how it ties in yet but my brother was watching and said it actually ties in and I kind of fucking mind up on how it ties in because it's really cool I started watching that and I've been kind of staying up late and watching and not sleeping for work while watching that recently but um, I think like, you know you know my my he's my he, my buddy on the podcast he does the technical side of things John Francis over here and uh, he oh, yeah. he was talking to me about that I think Impulse but I think he was yeah yeah, yeah, it's actually class because there's a second season out now, and I didn't realize this. I was like, I started being like, oh, we're going to be like five episodes, and I have to wait every week for an episode. And all that. <laughs> um, but that, I, that's why that's why I kind of like watching kind of series, as in like um, I'll watch them in bulk rather than watching them waiting for week to week. Because I hate wait. I'm really impatient when it comes to this kind of shit. So I'd be like, no, I just want to watch. I just want to watch series now. So with some with something like Game of Thrones came out, myself and my ex girlfriend, when I was my girlfriend at the time, um, different girlfriend at the time. Um, we we wait until it was all out, or all out to the last two last episodes because we want to kind of just run through it yeah. rather than waiting every week. Um, now we ended up being kind of we ended up doing it a bit earlier. Ended up kind of like catching the last four episodes week to week because we were living together at that stage. Um, and I kind of ended up better that way. But in general, it is kind of one of those things where you want to watch a series, you want to watch it in both. Like, do you know The Witcher? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when that came out, that came out in book, and that was class. Like, but I know for a fact if I had to wait a week for each episode of that, I'd go nuts. So yeah, look, so Netflix, Netflix is grand if it has all the series. Like Attack on Titan and Netflix is grand, but it only has one of the series, and that really pisses me off. We see. So I have to go something else. My my um my uh we have a bit of crack about it in in training that I I don't watch series series exactly the reason you just explained there I can't wait for a week to watch the next episode I I, that, I watch films all the time that's my love kind of is films but with t- with series like I get exactly what you're saying you know I remember uh, I'm making me sound really old but like 20 years ago when you had to watch a, you had to wait a week between the series and I think that just put me off for life. It is, yeah. No, I'd be like yourself, kind of like you know. And it's and the worst thing is is trying not to get like a bunch of spoilers. So I was fucking waiting for the series to end. It's kind of like yeah. here, like don't spoil it. Then someone's like, oh, did you see Game of Thrones? Like, what happened? Like, you know, this happened. It's kind of like you didn't even let me answer. Like, you just spoiled the whole thing for me. Yeah, <laughs> or it's or this, it's all over Twitter or it's all over Facebook, and you, it's so hard to yeah. avoid spo- spoilers in it in general. But um, I remember um, yeah, I remember watching Grey's Anatomy's finale last year's last year's season i was just like i'm just gonna turn off all notifications from from there just so i can so i kind of binge it a little bit because yeah. i missed the last four episodes like, you know yourselves well that's oh. why cinema why i'd say why you like movies so much because like sequels probably already out like yeah but i say you love lord of the rings don't you i don't love it i did like it when it came out but i'm like i wouldn't watch it again do you know what i mean but i can see why people think i'd like it yeah, well, no, it's just it's just kind of a long series, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, you don't have to wait for anything. Well, um, let's take another one. Uh, Attack on Titan is probably one of them. Actually, there's a, new, there's a new series of Attack on Titan, so that's kind of pissed me off when I really want to watch it, but there's spoilers everywhere, so I'm, I'm probably going to start watching it. Um, there's a few TV series out there that fucking, that, you know, they're proper, 
your proper proper series like the expanse have you seen right. that in prime uh no we only got prime actually i think in the last couple of weeks so we haven't really watch the expanse watch okay, that shit oh watch carnival row what is it carnival row okay i'll put i'll put it down i'll write it down it's really, it's really fucking good like your, your mind's gonna be like whoa um well listen, well, like, listen. It, it is one of those kind of things where movies are kind of better for that kind of yeah i just i prefer them but but like what? What are the? I know this is. It's always a tough question to ask anyone. What's What's the plans for the future, Con? Um, well, as of now, I want to buy a car. Hey, <laughs> why not? Yeah, exactly. And it is kind of one of those things where I'm working my ass off, and um, don't don't think I really need his car because I work in town. My gym is in town. Um, I pay for my own food here in, in, at home. I'll get a lift from my parents every so often, but I feel bad kind of doing that because you know, they're my parents and they've got their own shit going on. They've got my sister and everything else. Um, so I just kind of want my own car. Like that's yeah. For the near future, I kind of just want my own car. Um, and it, it's been very disappointing with work and stuff recently where it's kind of like COVID and everything kind of work kind of fucked up my pay slip a little bit. So like I couldn't actually comply for the loan. And then I lost out on like 200 euro deposit on the car and I was like, oh, bro. Mm. Um, and that's a non-refundable deposit, so I lost that forever. Of course. Yeah. But, yeah, no, just kind of at the moment, it's a car. I kind of just, like, finishing up my fucking driving shite and getting some car. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm buying for a big enough loan, like, something like 25 grand or something, but, like, most of that's my insurance <laughs> and my tax. Um, like the car itself doesn't actually cost that much because it's yeah. a car, but, like, the rest of it's, like, insurance and, um, like, certain insurances you need an extra if there's an accident you need to pay the first x amount of money like from my current one it's like you need to pay the first like three grand and i'm just kind of like oh so that's either three grand off the um but like, yeah and it is kind of one of those things where um i'm buying a really 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 nice well not really really nice car but just a nice a car that i really really like yeah and um rather than a lot of people said to you, just get a piece of shit, like, you know, it'll last for a while. Like, I don't want that. I want to drive around in a car that I like. Mm. Like, you know, and I want to keep it for ages and ages and ages. Well, not ages and ages and ages, but like, you know, I want to keep it rather than just like, you know, getting it and fucking it away in a year and then, yeah. like, you know, not being satisfied with it and having all these problems with it. Like, you know, um, I'd rather spend the money, get a good car and, um, like, you know, kind of just to make my own car out of it. Like, you know, I might put maybe a splitter or something like that. I sound like such a boy racer. But maybe a splitter. Well, it's an Audi A6, so it's it's not a boy racer. Um, no. no. Uh, putting a splitter on it, putting a little spoiler on it. Little kind of, little, little kind of shit that I like. Yeah. And uh, and then keep it for for a while because I, I, I don't understand people who kind of like get cars every six months. It's kind of like, do you not like your car? It's like, no, it's not. Because I've, I've always loved the kind of cars that my dad's gotten because mm. he, he's, kind of, he's kind of a big enough guy. So, like six foot tall and he's there so like he's he, he, he's always kind of driving around in SUVs because he's kind of had a bad back mm. and I kind of like that where he kind of kept it for a few years rather than just changing every year um, and he liked his cars like not not as in like you know he'd be enthusiast but I love all those kind of YouTube like Hoonigan fucking donut and stuff on YouTube so anytime or from the industry so anytime I see a car I'm just like oh like driving by <laughs> I'm like a fucking dope. So I'm like, oh, so getting a car, kind of making up my own kind of thing is probably planned right now. I'm also studying for to be for the aeronautical engineering uh, module. So there's 14, oh, right. mo- oh, sorry, 16 modules in total that I have to do. Um, and then you, then once you do them, 
you apply for a job and it's kind of a loophole because you're not because i'm not doing it in an apprenticeship yeah um so you apply for a job and then they'll be kind of like oh you don't have any experience but it's like i'll pass on my modules test so they're like, oh okay well then we can give you experience for two or three years and then once you do that you're fully qualified you're an architect engineer then you can go into aircraft leasing or you can go into aircraft mechanics or you can go into aircraft diagnostics or whatever it is you want to be wow. there. but that's kind of like what i'm working on now aside from coaching and wrestling oh yeah i just want to do a lot of stuff in wrestling like you know like europeans and world if i can get the world stuff, i kind of want to try help build a team ireland but that's kind of that's down the road yeah yeah down the road so i'm kind of waiting for COVID to die down a little bit but con um, that's like that's a quality list of stuff do you know what i mean in the yeah. sense of a lot of people are a little bit when i i don't ask everybody the question but when i do ask some people hum and haw for a bit and they're not quite sure but that's good to have all those kind of things right in front of you, you know? It's important. It, it, is, it is kind of nice, like, it's probably with yourself, like, what like, what have you got for the future of Weekly Reach? Like, it's, yeah, like, well, probably, I, like, yeah, I, like, I want to kind of keep getting, you know, all, interesting guests, all different types of guests, you know, from from what we had last week, you know, talking about, like, mental health, what, what to do with them, um, you know, uh, pe- pregnant women and, and y- young people to what we were, we were talking about, your own mental health and, and the, uh, the kind of surrounding it in jujitsu and how people talk to each other on the mats. And it's like it, I just wanted I love just having chats with people who are completely different from the last person, you know, and yeah. I think that's important. And, and like, where, where can people actually listen to, to your po- uh, podcast? Uh, my podcast is actually on YouTube and Spotify and SoundCloud, I think. There you uh, go. I'm not going to throw it on SoundCloud, but um, it is on, on YouTube. It's definitely on YouTube and it's definitely on Spotify. Um, just Jumanzi Jitsi podcast, and yeah, it's it's kind of like yourself. We just love having the kind of chats, like, and, yeah. and it is kind of one of those kind of things where um, I might get you on now in the Jumanzi Jitsi just to do like you know a you interview because you know you're kind of interviewing people, but nobody gets really well. I'm not sure if nobody gets interviewed, but like we will really. actually be well, yeah, well, we'll interview them. I'll yeah. interview them myself then. Um, and that's and that's a promise we'll do it after Christmas. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Um, but like, yeah, it is it is very similar. Where we're all, where, as you said, look at different guests. On we all we all love just talking to shit, like yeah, just chatting yeah. Chat. Like you know what I mean? It's and it's nice to see kind of like whenever like I'll stick on a podcast every so often whenever like you know cycling to town or something, or whenever I'm kind of just doing a bit of work around the garden. Like I'd much prefer listening to podcasts, doing work yeah. around the garden, and listening to music. Yeah, and it's a bit. I love listening to music when I'm cooking, but whenever I'm like doing work, I like listening to podcasts. It's kind of strange. But no, I think it's good. I I, I listen to I listen to podcasts when I'm on the bike and all that as well. And I when I'm out running and things, I I just love doing it. But um, listen, Con, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and great crack. And I really appreciate you coming on because, uh, like I said, people um reaching out and just let me know they want to come on is class for me. And uh, thanks very much. And I know you've got you training this evening. Well, have you got training this evening? Yeah, it's not till like six or seven though. It's kind of just you, ne- you never stop though, do you? You just keep keep training. No, no, that's, a, that's kind of something my dad kind of actually instilled in me. It's kind of like just keep going. It's kind of like okay, dad, whatever. <laughs> hey, dad's <laughs> give the, the, dad's give the best advice. But hang on there for me, Con. So I need to take a photo at the end, all right? But I'll just go through the end here. Um, so listen, thanks very much to Jer, Calvin, uh, my mommy, dad. Uh, John's family and Megan subscribe to our YouTube channel we're on Facebook Instagram and Twitter Spotify Apple Anchor Google Podcasts all those ones that we're on there's a few of them I never remember I should write them down yeah there's too many uh, but uh, listen thanks again to Con and thanks to 
everyone else for listening and we will chat to you uh, very soon bye thanks very much